Today is November 28th, 2021. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan, and it is the morning after the fights. Usually I wait until Wednesdays or or Thursdays to record. Today I couldn't wait. I wanted to get this off my chest. It was a loaded month and a hell of a night last night. I had to talk to you guys about it real quickly. We will still get the previews for the fights that are taking place this weekend, but I wanted to give you guys an extra episode here. So here it is. Last night, Tiafimo Lopez gets upset by George Cambosos at Madison Square Garden, live on the zone. Really good fight. Not the way I expected it at all. I had Tiafimo getting a knockout. I'd say three rounds or less. That did not happen. He clearly went for it in the first round. Looked like he was going for the knockout. Was landing some hellacious shots that I was surprised Cambosos took early in the fight. But Cambosos not only took those punches... He landed a huge overhand right at the end of the round that dropped Teofimo Lopez. And from there on, Teofimo Lopez did not get his confidence back. He had it in spurts, maybe in the third and like the 10th round. There were definitely some moments in the fight. I thought on my card, I had Lopez up by one round. I do not think it was a robbery that Cambosos won. I think Cambosos definitely earned it. If you go by the old saying of, who would you rather be? I would rather have been Cambosos. It looked like Tiafimo Lopez possibly had a broken nose, clearly had a big gash over his eye, and was really, really, really uncomfortable throughout the fight. Cambosos had a hell of a game plan. Cambosos mixed it up really well, keeping his distance, which was the opposite of what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to be very aggressive, which would have led to his downfall, in my opinion. But that is not what, what took place. Cambosos boxed smart. Cambosos had Tiafimo all off his game plan. He was much tougher than Tiafimo anticipated. He was much more thoughtful than Tiafimo anticipated. He threw when Tiafimo was waiting, and when Tiafimo was coming forward, Cambosos was moving. Brilliant game plan by George Cambosos. Tiafimo just didn't. Didn't really know what to do out there once he couldn't get the knockout. I see a lot of people blaming Tiafimo Sr., um, the father and trainer of Lopez Jr. I'm going to pull my brakes a little bit on that. I mean, yes, uh, Lopez Sr. is an obnoxious man. Always going to favor his son, which he should. Always going to overhype his son, which he should. Always going to say some outlandish things that we may not agree with. But as far as a cornerman, I'm not going to say it's time for him to go. I'm just not going to do it. I would have to hear the audio of every single round. And until that's available, I'm not going to say he's a horrible trainer. Because, let's face it, he got his son this far. He guided his son to a victory over Lomachenko. He guided his son to a victory over Richard Comey to win the championship. He got his son this far. I'm not going to say one loss, oh, he needs to go. There were times that we did hear the audio. I believe it was right after the first round. And there was another time in the middle of the fight where he was telling his son, relax, be patient. What are you doing in there? You need to relax. Use your jab more. Go to the body more. And Tiafimo Lopez wasn't doing that. He, He did go to the body a little bit in the fight. But as far as calming down and using his jab and trying to box for 12 rounds, Tiafimo Lopez was not doing that. 
there were times where he would implement it. But for the majority of this fight, he was looking for the knockout. And it simply wasn't getting it. And it was frustrating him even more and more. And I think that is what led to his loss. If he would have listened to his father and relaxed and realized this is a 12-round fight. Yeah, I just got dropped. Okay, there's 11 more rounds to go. He didn't think that way. It looked like he was trying to end the fight with every punch he threw. Cambosos was much tougher than he anticipated. Cambosos was very thoughtful. Cambosos is a true champion. He dis- he proved that he belonged there. This was more than just a mandatory. This was a guy who earned his way and fought his way to a world championship. Now, there's going to be overreactions all over the internet, all over the world. I'm sure we're going to be hearing about it until Tiafimo steps back in the ring saying he was overrated, this and that. I think it was a combination of the guy getting getting dropped. And second, I think it was more of a confidence issue where he started second-guessing himself. This guy has a lot going on in his life. Not making an excuse for the loss, but he did have a lot going on in his life where I think he got in his own head and it cost him. It cost him dearly because Cambosos was even killed throughout the entire fight. Whether he won a round or lost a round, you got the same Cambosos. Tiafimo was up and down way too much for me. Way too much. And that you could attribute to ring rust. Or like I said, I mean, he just had a new uh, newborn son. He got a Bud Light deal. He's got contract issues that just recently got resolved. Um, he had COVID. The, the changes in his camp. There was a lot going on for this guy. And he didn't know how to deal with it, I don't think. There's many fighters who can go through tumultuous things outside of the ring, like a Floyd Mayweather, Canelo Alvarez, even with his old his own issues. There's many guys who can, life can be crumbling outside the ring, but when they're in the ring, they're masters and they don't let any outside noise or any outside distractions interfere with their performance. I think Tiafimo Lopez may have let some of these outside the ring things affected him inside the ring. Another one of those things was making weight. Everyone said he was going to miss weight. He didn't miss weight, but he definitely didn't look good, especially in the later rounds. He didn't really look good as far as conditioning goes. And we could second guess this all night. I'm just giving my perspective of a guy who's a huge TFU Lopez fan. Watched the fight last night live, and I watched it again this morning. TFU didn't look like himself in there. So whether that's the weight cut, whether that's all the confidence issues, if, if that was just what it was and it's just a bad night, whether it was ring rust, we don't know. We're going to find out hopefully early next year. He has a three-fight deal with top ranks. We will get three Tiafimo Lopez fights next year. According to his father, two are pay-per-view. One is live on ESPN. I would assume he's going to jump up to 140. Unless somehow they they make a rematch. I don't see it happening because there was no rematch clause. George Cambosos now has all the leverage in the division. He can sit back and wait for the highest bidder. Whether that be Javante Davis, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia calling him out. Shakur Stevenson talking about moving up. It's funny that once this guy wins the belt, everyone wants to fight him. Where were all these people when Tiafimo Lopez beat Lomachenko? Nobody wanted to fight him. 
they look at Cambosos, they think, oh, maybe he's an easy victory. And he has all these belts. Let me get in there with him. It's just funny how boxing works. But Cambosos is the real winner here because he's going to sit back and get the best deal possible. A lot of people think it's going to be Haney because Haney fights next week. They'll be on the same schedule. Haney is a mandatory. Haney holds a version of the WBC belt. I mean, in my eyes, Cambosos is undisputed, but there's multiple versions of the WBC belt because that company is just so corrupt that they just pump out championships like Nick Cannon pumps out children. It's ridiculous, but I think another guy who fights next weekend is the real option, and that is Tank Davis. Tank Davis is the cash cow of the division. Tank Davis is a pay-per-view star. Tank Davis, while... He's the superstar. He doesn't have the championships to, that go with it. I think this is a perfect opportunity to make Cambosos versus Tank because Cambosos isn't going to get any bigger than he is now. He's coming off a massive upset. He's undefeated. He holds all the belts. Put him on pay-per-view with Javante Tank Davis. Throw all the belts on the line. And that's how you get Davis being the cash cow and the undisputed champion. And that is what's best for the sport. When you got a guy that moves the needle like Davis and he has all the belts. And then you will be able to see these massive fights where Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Tank Davis versus Devin Haney. Tank Davis versus um, Lomachenko possibly. That I think is the best path. But even if Cambosos doesn't fight Tank, like I said earlier, Haney is an option. Lomachenko could possibly be an option. He fights in a couple weeks as well. There are so many options. Ryan Garcia, Shakur, like I mentioned earlier. There are so many options for Cambosos. I'm excited what's next for him. Great story. Australian guy. Uh, last three fights have been on the road. U.S. twice and once in the U.K. Undefeated. Battled his way to a victory. Tough victory. He got dropped in the fight as well. Huge shout out to him. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And that was upset the takeover. Takeover the takeover. And that's what he did. And much respect to him. I think this division is on fire. We'll see what's next with Tiafimo. I believe he's going to move up to 140. He's been talking about 135 being tough for him to make the past two years. I don't think it's an excuse because he lost. He's been saying it. So I think that will be the move for him. I think he needs a light touch at 140 to get his feet wet again. And then you start getting active and uh, staying active. And that's how you get Tiafimo back on track. He has three fights next year. To me, he's got to win all three to get back to where he was. And two out of those three should be big fights. So top rank definitely has the roster at 140 to do it. Josh Taylor's still over there. He holds all the belts. Zepeda. Um, uh, Jose Ramirez is still there. There's a lot of fighters at 140 that'll make great matchups for Tiafimo Lopez. So 135 and 140 both have great futures for them. We're going to see what happens. But like I said, I wouldn't be so quick to change trainers. Um, his dad was telling him things that he wasn't listening to. So TFU really needs to look in the mirror and see inactivity, weight, confidence, training. What was the issue? He needs to figure that out and he needs to figure it out soon. Also, Cutman. Another thing that I didn't like was the Cutman. What was he doing? What was going on in that corner? Atifimo Lopez had a massive cut above his eye. 
and it didn't look like the corner did anything to improve it. It looked exactly the same the following round. I get it was a bad cut, but you've seen cut men do much better jobs than that. That that thing was leaking the entire final few rounds of the fight after it opened up. So that's another thing I'd keep an eye on is his cut man, his training, his activity. But the three-fight deal next year sounds like it's best for business. And hopefully he can get back on track because he is one of the bright young stars of the sport. People forget he's really only 24 years old. Only had, I believe that was his 17th pro fight. So it's still early in his career. Um, the loss will hurt him, but hopefully it wakes him up and realizes you can't be inactive in this game. You can't slack in this game. You can't take anyone lightly, and you must make adjustments. When things don't go your way, when you think you're going to knock a guy out, it doesn't happen, and the guy is sticking around, and he's in your face, and he's throwing a jab, and he's throwing combinations, and he's being more active, and he's being tough, and he's not giving you an inch in that ring, you have to make adjustments. And that falls on the fighter just as much as it does on the trainer. So we'll see what's next for TFEMO. Also last night was an incredible fight. Brandon Figueroa versus Stephen Fulton for the Super Bantamweight Championship, the WBC and the WBO. Um, Stephen Fulton won that fight, close fight. I thought he won it. He landed the cleaner shots. The cards were a little bit wide, but I think the right man won. Brandon Figueroa didn't seem to think so. Said he wanted a rematch, but then also said he wanted to move up. So two funny post-fight interviews. Uh, Tiafimo was saying he clearly won this and that. I mean, I said it before on this podcast. I said it with the Wilder Fury preview. Every fighter is delusional. Don't judge these guys after their fight. Everyone says some ridiculous stuff in a post-fight when you lose. It's hard to admit you lose, especially a fight. I've had friends deny losing in a video game, saying they got cheated, this and that. Imagine in an actual fight for millions of dollars with crowd watching you, millions watching at home. I don't blame them. Emotions are running high. Ego's running high. You have a sense of embarrassment. It's not a good spot to judge these guys two minutes after going to war. So I'm not mad at Figueroa for thinking he won the fight. I'm not mad at Tiafimo Lopez for thinking he won the fight. Manny Pacquiao, every time he lost, he thought he won the fight. We've seen Adrian Broner say he won the fight. Uh, Wilder against Fury, like I said. Uh, there was a time Muhammad Ali claimed he was blinded by gloves. Someone put something on the guy's glove that blinded him. There's always excuses. Guys hate to lose. It, that is what it is. Hate to lose, but the thing is, you got to go back to the drawing board, rewatch the fight, see what you did wrong, come back stronger. And I think Brandon Figueroa is going to come back stronger. It was a close fight. He didn't get outclassed in any way. He was a true warrior. He kept coming all night, threw over a 1,000 punches. Fulton, to me, just landed the cleaner shots. Fulton is an extremely skilled fighter. I'm glad he's getting the platform. I'm glad he's starting to get the recognition he deserves. He's a unified champion now. I believe he's a top 10 to top 15 pound-for-pound type guy. We'll probably see him enter lists really soon. He's beaten two back-to-back undefeated champions. Much respect, Stephen Fulton. I'm excited to see what's next for him. Um, he can either fight MJ, Akhmadaliev, the other champion in the division, for undisputed or he could fight Raiz Alim, who was on the undercard. He won a close decision in that fight. There's many options for Fulton, or even the rematch against Figueroa. Plenty of options for Fulton. We haven't seen the last of him. We haven't seen the last of, of Figueroa. Both guys are in their 20s. Both guys are in their prime. Both guys 
fought exceptional fight. Go back and watch that if you haven't. That's Brandon Figueroa versus Stephen Fulton. Great fight. That's all I wanted to say today. Great weekend, but even more importantly, a great month. It was called the November to Remember, and it sure was. It started out with Canelo Alvarez becoming the undisputed champion at 168. The following week, we got a war between Jaime Munguia and Gabe Rosado. The week after that, we saw Terrence Crawford stop Sean Porter in a great fight. And then this past weekend, last night, Tiafimo Lopez getting upset by George Cambosas and Stephen Fulton winning a narrow, great fight against Brandon Figueroa. I think we're going to look back at this month for years and say, wow, what a month that was. Hell of a year of boxing, and it's still not over. Two fights this weekend, Devin Haney versus Jojo Diaz. That is on Saturday, live in Las Vegas. And on Sunday, Showtime coming through with those Sunday pay-per-views. Javante Tag Davis against Isak Cruz. Another great fight. Can't wait to preview that later this week. This was just an extra episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what you think. What's next for Tiafimo Lopez? What's next for George Cambosas? What's next for Stephen Fulton? What's next for boxing? Leave me a review. Leave me a comment. Call me. Text me. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. I'm out.